Welcome back to the show, everybody. Got a great episode for you today. It's going to be a lot shorter of an episode than I usually do because I'm trying to post a little more consistently. But I'm going to be reviewing Black Friday from 2021, which is a movie I wanted to watch when it originally came out but just didn't get around to. I'm also going to be reviewing the fourth episodes of both The Book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus and Peacemaker on HBO Max. So stay tuned for all that. I'm also going to be talking about some movie news before I get into any of the reviews. So without further ado, let's cut to the intro. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Alright, time for some movie news. Uh, This movie news, I believe, came out last week or something like that. Uh, This piece of news here. But Real Steel is getting a Disney Plus series with Sean Levy attached to the project. Which I believe he directed the Real Steel film. It's not 100% uh, certain if Hugh Jackman or the kid from that movie is coming back or not. Or if it's going to be a completely separate story. But, yeah, we've been wanting a sequel for this for a while. Ever since I watched the first one, I was like, man, when's that uh, Real Steel sequel going to come out? But it looks like we're going to get that in the form of a Disney Plus series. So, interested to see how that turns out. Uh, Also looks like we got the runtime for the Batman. This isn't official, so take this with a grain of salt. But it's very possible that this is true. Looks like the film will be 2 hours and 56 minutes long. So almost 3 hours long. Making this the longest Batman film yet. If this is true. So yeah. Strap in. It's going to be a long one. Maybe not as long as uh, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. But still a long one for sure. Uh, and then last but not least, I have some sad news. Uh, Gaspard Uliel, who is going to be playing Midnight Man in the upcoming Moon Knight series for Disney+, Plus, uh, passed away at the age of 37 after a skiing accident. Um, yeah, very sad to hear this. Uh, I'm assuming since the show comes out in March, they already shot everything for it. Um, so you will be seeing... Uh, Gaspard Uliel as the character of Midnight Man in Moon Knight uh, coming this March. I think it was March 30th or something like that. But definitely sad to hear about this. Uh, from what I heard, he is supposed to be in all six episodes and Midnight Man's supposed to be like a big Moon Knight villain. So it's sad that this actor won't be able to reprise his role going forward. But, um... Thoughts and prayers go out to the family and friends and all that, for sure. Always sad to hear about this kind of stuff, especially since he was just cast in here. It's almost like a Chadwick Boseman situation. Never got enough, but... Uh, yeah, that's all I have for movie news. So, 
trying to think of what I want to start with. Uh, I think I will start with episode four of The Book of Boba Fett. All right, The Book of Boba Fett, chapter four, The Gathering Storm. Uh, let's see, who directed this episode? Kevin Tan... Tanshurion? Tanshuron? Probably saying that wrong. Uh, this one is also written by John Favreau. And let me see here. In this episode, uh, honestly, this is my favorite episode so far. Um, I think we're up to date. Or not up to date, really, but we're all caught up with the flashbacks at this point. I don't think we're going to see many more flashbacks in this series going forward. Because um, I think we're all caught up with that. But yeah, it's getting good for sure. Um, with the first three episodes, I was a little bit worried because I wasn't really liking it a whole lot. But this episode uh, turned that around for me for sure. Um, yeah, just a lot, a lot of stuff going on in this episode. And I can't talk about any of it uh, at the moment because this is the non-spoiler section. Just give my general review. Typically, when it comes to TV episodes, I don't do a ranking. Or, not a ranking, but like a... Well, yeah, a ranking. Um, but I'd probably give this one an 8 out of 10. Has a lot of really good action. Uh, honestly, the best I've seen so far in, in this series. Which, there's been some good scenes. But, um... Yeah, I guess I'm just going to get into some spoilers here. So, if you don't want to hear any spoilers for episode 4 of the Book of Boba Fett, then I recommend you skip ahead about six minutes. Um, yeah, six minutes sounds sounds good to me. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers, skip ahead to six minutes right now. Alright, so in this episode, we see Boba Fett finding Fennec Shand in the desert after the events of, I believe it was in the first season, of uh Mandalorian pretty sure and yeah he takes her to a modding shop so now she kind of has like robotic parts to her mainly in her torso um and then she goes with him to Jabba's palace to go get his ship back which the action in that was very cool and uh wasn't my favorite action of the episode but I thought it was a really, um, really cool action set piece. Them trying to essentially break into there, taking out a bunch of droids and a bunch of guards to go get the ship and uh, try to get out of there. But my favorite action scene from this episode was when Boba both was killing the gang members uh, that killed the Tusken Raiders. Um, he was killing them after he got a ship back and then he went over to the Sarlacc pit to see if he could find his um, armor which he doesn't know that the Jawas took it but um yeah that was a, a really tense scene I was just waiting for like kind of a jump scare for the uh the Sarlacc to attach to the ship um and try to kill them but for some reason I thought before he killed the Sarlacc in, like, the first episode when we see him escaping. But, obviously, that wasn't enough to kill it. I think a lot of people were theorizing that he killed the Sarlacc as he was escaping. 
um, at least from what I heard on like New Rock Stars or some channel like that, one of the many movie channels I watch, but um, yeah, that was a really cool scene, and then Fennec Shand comes in with the save and drops the bomb into the Sarlacc pit and blows that fucker up, and that was just such a cool scene, it was really tense. It didn't jump scare me because I kind of saw it coming. Um, and I'm sure whoever watches the episode saw that coming too. But yeah, definitely had me on the edge of my seat. And that was my favorite scene from the episode. But after all that, we are back at Jabba's Palace. I guess you can call it Boba's Palace at this point. But um, he has a bunch of people there. And they all agree to... I guess, be on his side. Um, so that's cool. He's got a lot of a lot of people in his corner now. He did have to intimidate them a little bit with the... Uh, uh, what's the name of the beast? Um, one second here. I have it in my notes somewhere. It is the Rancor. Yeah, he has that Rancor now. So he... Uh, intimidated the people with that but you know it's still a plus hey disney plus but um still a plus that we have a bunch of people in his corner now and he's gaining a lot more power and strength in uh in what he's trying to do that was a really cool episode definitely my favorite so far um which is says a lot kind well it doesn't say a whole lot but i really like this episode so that says a lot uh because the first three i didn't didn't really care for um and i was kind of worried about the direction of the series but uh they kind of teased i think i don't know if mandalorian is going to show up and uh in uh well i guess his name is din jarn i don't know if he's going to show up in the next episode but um, the events of this episode are kind of based around things that happen mainly with, uh, you know, Boba finding Fennec Shand after she was shot, which I can't remember if it was Mando or the other guy he was with that shot her. Um, but yeah, and then they were playing a bunch of the Mando music in this episode. So maybe it's teasing that Mando will show up in Book of Boba Fett. I'm sure a lot of people were um, speculating that he would show up. I honestly hope he does. So yeah, there's my non or non, there's my spoiler review for the book of Boba Fett episode four. And to the people that skipped ahead, welcome back. No spoilers for you. And, uh, let's get on to the next topic here. Episode four of Peacemaker, the chode less traveled. What a fun name. Right off the bat, before I get into spoilers, just a non-spoiler review, uh, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was one of the best so far, and that's saying a lot because each episode has been a banger, for sure. I've loved each episode, and uh, this one even more so, mainly because we get a lot more from Vigilante, played by Freddie Stroma, which I am loving so much he's easily becoming my favorite character but 
yeah, that's my non-spoiler review right off the bat. That's all I can say without spoiling anything. So, uh, great episode. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers, I recommend you skip ahead about five minutes. Don't have a whole lot to say in terms of spoilers. But if you don't want to hear any spoilers for Peacemaker Episode 4 or the series so far, then I recommend you skip ahead now. Going into spoilers here, uh, Vigilante, such a great character. Especially the scene we get of him in the prison. Uh, he sends himself to prison in this episode to try and get to Peacemaker's dad. After Leota puts the thought in his head that Peacemaker would be better off if his dad wasn't around. So, Vigilante, being the best friend that he is, gets himself into prison with his father. Uh, Peacemaker's father, not Vigilante's father. Uh, and tries to go after him. And that was one hell of a scene when he when he sat down with with uh, Peacemaker's dad. Uh, what's his name? I think it's oh shit, where is he? Augie Smith. Um, he's sitting down with Augie and his other prison buddies, and he's just like threatening them and calling them names and shit like that. Um, and then bringing up. You know, what what black people contributed to uh, society and all that kind of stuff and to history. Because if you've been watching the show and you're not just listening to this spoiler discussion um, without watching any of it. Augie is a very racist guy. So um, definitely not the right thing to say around him, but. Uh, Adrian Chase slash Vigilante was just trying to get under his skin, which almost worked, but backfired very badly. Um, also in this episode, Leota shoots Judo Master, so she shoots her first person, almost kills him, but he's not quite dead. Um, but before he got shot, he was telling Peacemaker that the butterflies are not what they seem. Uh, also having to do with the butterflies, the butterfly from the last episode... Uh, Peacemaker held on to that, but didn't tell anybody else. I'm sure Vigilante knows, though, because Vigilante was with him. But who knows? Maybe he doesn't even know. Uh, but he got the butterfly uh, secondary, or what do you call it, secondhand high. Because he was uh, ripping a bong, and he he uh, blew the smoke into the jar the butterfly was in. So I'm sure they're buddies now. Um Really interested to see what the deal with the butterflies is. Because it doesn't quite... I mean, it kind of seems like a Starro situation. Where he's like mind... The butterflies are like mind-controlling humans. But they also seem to be a lot more intelligent. Um, and each butterfly has a different personality. Rather than it all being one hive mind. And I don't know what the butterflies' intentions are. So... We shall see. How many episodes are there supposed to be? There's supposed to be eight episodes. I don't know if this is going to be just a limited series or if they're planning on making another another uh, season after this. It says 2022 to, you know, doesn't have a end date. So I'm assuming they're going to try and make more episodes after this season and possibly a spinoff, hopefully, with Vigilante. I would fucking love that. But... <laughs> Freddy Stromo is great as Vigilante. Um, favorite character by far. Let me see if there's anything else I want to say. 
Uh, oh, yeah, I almost forgot to mention the biggest thing of this episode. Mern, the uh, Clemson Mern, the leader of their group, is a butterfly himself. Which is odd because he's trying to kill the butterflies. So I'm wondering if he's more of the villain and the others aren't. Um, maybe it's kind of like a scroll situation. There's some good scrolls and some bad scrolls. Although, forgive me if I'm getting some of that Marvel history wrong from the MCU. And the scrolls were all good and they were all just defending themselves. Um, I don't remember Captain Marvel very well, but... For the sake of the argument, I'm going to assume there were some bad scrolls and some good good scrolls. So I'm wondering if that's kind of a situation where you have Mern, who's a butterfly, but doesn't like the other ones and wants to like rule or something like that. So not 100% sure, but we shall see. It will hopefully all be answered by the end of the season. Already four episodes in, we only have four more left to go. So going to be sad when it ends, but... Hopefully we get more seasons after that. But really great episode. Probably my favorite so far. Really loving it. For sure. But yeah, that's all I have to say in terms of spoilers. So, just waiting for the people that skipped ahead. If you skipped ahead, welcome back. No more spoilers. So, if you don't want to hear any, you're all good. Now, uh, let's go on to my next topic. And final topic, actually, is uh, Black Friday from 2021. Black Friday is a 2021 film, and it's uh, directed by Casey Tebow and written by Andy Griskovic. I think that's how you say it. And it stars, let me see, Devin Sawa as Ken Bates, Ivana Baquero as Marnie, Ryan Lee as Chris Godecki. Uh, Stephen Peck as Brian, Michael Jai White as Archie. We also have Lou, uh, Louis Kurtzman as Emmett, Celeste Oliva as Anita, Ellen Colton as Ruth. Oh, who else do we have here? Christopher Mc, uh, Michael as Lou. Uh, we have Stanley Bruno as Bercher, Lonnie Farmer as Monty. Um, let me see here. We have Seth Green playing the voice of, uh, a talking bear called Dower Dennis. And then my favorite person in this movie, the one that drew me in and made me want to watch it is Bruce Campbell as Jonathan Wexler, the, uh, manager of this store which is called we love toys it's essentially supposed to be a uh a, uh toys r us but if you don't know the plot of this film it's essentially the zombie apocalypse taking place inside of a toy store on black friday and it's definitely a ridiculous and outlandish plot but it's just ridiculous just ridiculous enough to work um this is a very Bruce Campbell kind of movie. Uh, just the idea alone reminded me a lot of Willy's Wonderland with Nicolas Cage, which is essentially Five Nights at Freddy's, except Nicolas Cage is just beating the fuck out of the animatronics, and it is amazing. Um, that was an indie horror comedy film, and that's pretty much what this movie is as well. Um, and being an indie film, it means it doesn't have a very large budget. Uh Oftentimes, a lot of indie films have bigger stars in them. Well, maybe not oftentimes, but 
a lot of these bigger ones, they'll have like a at least one big star in there, but the budget will not be as high, so some of the CGI and visual effects might not be up to par, which they definitely were not in this film. I will say the uh, practical effects on the zombies in this film were really great and reminded me of some... Oh, uh, what's his name? his name he did a couple Halloween movies uh, let me see one second one second Rob Zombie some of the some of the just like horror aspects in this film remind me of what Rob Zombie does in his films which I have not seen any of his films but I know of them and I'm familiar with this style. Um, yeah. Very great practical effects on the zombies. And also great practical effects when it comes to like the kills and stuff like that. Um, that's the kind of shit you want in a zombie film. Um, the cast of characters I thought were pretty good. You were supposed to kind of feel more for them than the movie. I'm wording this wrong. The movie wants you to feel more for these characters than you do because you don't really get to know them that well. Uh, this movie is only an hour and 24 minutes long, which is a very short film, especially for today's standards. But overall, I had fun with it. I don't know if it's something I'm going to watch again. Um, this is a movie I was wanting to review when it came out around Christmas time. I think it was like right after Black Friday, uh, which would be the day after Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving. I can never remember. But I think it's the day after. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to watch it back when it came out around December or November slash December, but just didn't get around to it. Uh, it's not, it wouldn't be something I would have added to either of my top 10 list for best or worst. Um, will I watch this again? Maybe would I recommend it to people? Yes. Uh, I think there's enough in this film to enjoy it. It's kind of mindless, stupid, Maybe not stupid, but mindless, just goofy, uh, horrific, violent fun. Um, and you have Bruce Campbell in there, so that's always a plus. I also really like Michael Jai White as Archie in this film. And then uh, Devin Sawa as Ken Bates and Ryan Lee as Chris G uh, Gudecki. Brian was also pretty funny. And then Marnie, I thought, was a pretty good character as well uh the other ones didn't really get their too many chances to shine but the standout for me is always going to be bruce campbell in whatever movie he is <laughs> uh of all the three spider-man movies the sam raimi spider-man movies all his cameos he was the best part of all those movies for me uh that's why i love the sam raimi trilogy so much is just because in each movie, I get to see Bruce Campbell at least once. Uh, but 
That being said, uh, Sam Raimi actually worked with Bruce Campbell quite a bit uh, in the Evil Dead series. Let me see how much of that he actually worked. Yeah. So Sam Raimi and uh, Bruce Campbell worked together in a lot of like horror stuff. Um, for those of you who don't know, and I'm kind of going on a tangent here, um, but Sam Raimi is mostly known for his horror movies, which is why you might have heard that the new Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is supposed to be more of a scarier film than anything we've seen in the MCU. Um, because, yeah, Sam Raimi made like Evil Dead and all that kind of stuff. And fun fact for Michiganders, I believe Bruce Campbell's actually from Michigan. Let me fact check that so I don't sound like an idiot. But pretty sure I've heard that. Oh, let's see. Yeah, Royal Oak. I know where that is. I believe it's kind of by Detroit. But, um... You know what would be fucking awesome is if Bruce Campbell showed up in the new Doctor Strange movie just for a cameo. I would fucking love that. Like, imagine in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Bruce Campbell shows up as Ash from the Evil Dead movies and has his fucking, uh... Has his fucking chainsaw hand. That would be so awesome. But they wouldn't do that. I don't know what they would do, but I'm fairly certain they wouldn't do that. Um, But yeah, anyway, there's my uh, tangent on Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. Uh, So yeah, there's also my review for Black Friday from 2021. I'm going to give this movie a 7.5 out of 10. It's not a great movie. Some of the CGI and uh, visual effects kind of take me out of it a little bit. But it is an indie film, and it's also kind of supposed to be satire. So it's not supposed to be, uh, you know, it's not supposed to be blockbuster level uh, CGI. So 7.5 out of 10 seems fair to me. I got a kick out of it. But unlike a a lot of movies nowadays, uh, which I usually say, Oh, this movie's too long. They could have wrapped this up in like an hour and a half. This movie, I feel like we could have gotten more from. But maybe they'll make a sequel. I don't know. When it comes to these indie films, you never really know. A lot of them don't get sequels. But in in terms of uh, this film here, I had fun with it. And that is all I have for you guys today. Hopefully the next episode will be a little bit longer. I have a feeling it will be. But uh, just a shorter one today because uh, I felt like just reviewing the fourth episodes of these two shows. Especially since the fourth episode of The Book of Boba Fett was so good. And I thought I'd throw a movie in there as well. Just to add a little something in there. um, As always. Or maybe not as always. But as I'm trying to do more often now. I also talked about some movie news. Uh, which I'm trying to consistently do each episode because that's how I started off doing it. That's how I want to continue doing it, but I stopped talking about it for a certain chunk of time. Um, Getting back into it. So yeah, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Culture Podcast. If you are listening to this on YouTube, or watching this rather, 
Uh, leave a like, comment, subscribe. Let me know what you'd want me to review or any comments in general, I guess. Uh, yeah, thank you all for listening slash watching, and I will see you in the next one.